Hallelujah. Amen. Amen and amen. Touch your neighbor. Tell your neighbor God loves you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Have you ever met somebody who has told you that um, they love you and you've told them no? And they told you that you can keep saying no. It ain't changing nothing. Today, tomorrow. And then they will reassure you that one day you will come to accept that love. <laughs> Hallelujah. They learned it from God. <laughs> Hallelujah. There's nothing we can do for God to stop loving us. And there's nothing we can do to end his love. Hallelujah. It's a because everybody else, you know, there's plus or minus conditions to the love, but not with God. Amen. Hallelujah. Just for a few minutes, you know, I, I work in this house and anytime I'm given a commandment, I obey it. So, Reverend is like, yesterday you didn't finish, continue. I'm like, yes, sir. Hallelujah. For those of you who are about to marry or are married, be very careful who you choose for your husband. So that when he's giving you instructions, it won't be painful to obey. Somebody say, Amen. Amen. Yes, please. Yeah, because if you don't marry somebody that you respect and trust, it's not going to be easy for you at all. Because some of the instruction they'll give to you, you know and he knows that. Okay, listen. <laughs> I'm not going there today. I'm not going, I'm not going anywhere today but into the word of God. I, yeah, yeah. I, I won't do anything that is outside the word of God. Because this, the next couple of weeks, this week, Saturday, Sunday, we are going to be talking and trying to be happy in our relationships. Amen. And we are not going to be fearful or anxious. And um, it's always good to start, you know, Reverend's book that's coming out before you jump helps us to make sure we jump well, isn't it? And jump right. And jump at the right place. And into the right thing. So, just as yesterday we were trying to you know, make sure that as we wait or as we prepare ourselves into marriage or as we just live our lives, you know, I always tell you that, you know, this whole idea that your life without marriage is not complete. It's not in the Bible. Amen. Yeah. If you don't get married, your heaven going is not affected. If you don't get married, let me tell you, your pain is neither less nor your joy less. <laughs> Amen. Just as you can have a lot of joy single, you can have a lot of joy married. Just as you can have a lot of pain single, you can have a lot of pain married. Preach, Pastor Claire, preach. I am preaching. 
I'm preaching for just a few minutes and I'm going to preach. Thank you, Minister Sheila. Yeah, this is Sunday morning. This is not Saturday night. But do you know that the word of God on Thursday, on Friday, on Tuesday, on Sunday is the same. We can't have a different message on Saturday and have a different message. The scripture is the same. Yeah, you know, yesterday, uh, Kiran and those at the back were giving us good sound for the word. We need it, we need it, we need it, we need it, we need it. Yesterday, we were looking at the types of love, and we um, went through a few, and um, I pray that if you weren't here, just listen to the message. I pray that it brings a certain level of clarity to every time you are saying, I love you, you are looking at who you are saying it to. Do you understand? Because I expect parents to tell their children, I love you. I expect children to tell their parents, I love you. And I expect parents to tell their children, I love you. I expect brother to tell sister, I love you. I expect sister to tell brother, I love you. Even after the fight. Yeah. Have you never had a fight with your brother or sister? Then they are not your proper siblings. If they are real siblings. <laughs> yeah. You know, I expect friends to be able to say, I really appreciate you, I love you. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. So that we help move that expression from being a dirty word or a dirty expression. Do, do you get it? And not something that is only used on missions. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you know, just as God keeps telling us how much he loves us, we keep telling God how much we love him. You know, the same way that we need to be able to tell those around us that we love you. I, I, it's been said from this pulpit so many times. Please, let's stop waiting till people are dead or dying. Then you want to give very nice accolades. And it's not necessary. Do, do you understand? Dead people don't hear. Preach, Pastor, preach. Yeah, yeah. Your dead family member can't hear you crying. And they can't hear you saying all the nice things about them and telling them how much they've been good to you and how much you love them. Please tell them now. Yeah. Because sometimes they are fighting till the moment the person dies. Then the moment the person dies, the next statement, he was the best husband ever. He was the best wife ever. My father was the best father ever. Daddy, rest in peace. Mommy, you will never be forgotten. But she was forgotten the last 10 years of her life while she was alive. You know? But that is why you realize that stop looking at love in a very myopic or a minute way. Do you understand? Love is not just the relationship you want to go into or marriage or whatever. It goes, there are so many people around you that you have to love and who love you. See, that is why we are always saying, even that expression, I'm single. What do you mean by that? Do, do you understand? There are married people who are more single. Yeah. Coupled for life is when? On Saturday. Okay, we'll be talking about. Yeah. 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 You may not be alone, but you can be very lonely. 
you may not be alone, but you can be very lonely. Yeah. And you may be alone and be very occupied and have great company. So let us begin to realize that love goes beyond just the feeling or the excitement or the sex. Love goes beyond that. Do you understand? Yes, sexual love is necessary in marriage, but it's not necessary and it is a destroyer of pre-marriage relationships. Let the church say amen. But it is a type of love nevertheless. And you look at the fact that we have more than eight types of love that you can engage in. Why choose the one that is reserved for marriage and add it to your list of love to operate in till you marry? Because your love for God, your love for the things of God, your love for family, your love for friends, your love for yourself. Yesterday we didn't talk so much about it, but you see, self-love is your beginning. Self-love. Because most of us don't realize that if you don't love yourself in a healthy way, you can't love anybody. Yeah, there's an unhealthy self-love that makes you very, you know, like a narcissistic and very toxic and very abusive and very ignorant and very selfish. But there's a level of self-love that is necessary. You have to want some part of you. You have to appreciate some part of I mean, you need me. Do you understand? Yeah, you have to tell me, you know, I was going through some things and I saw a, a little clip uh, and it said, dear me, I'm not sure when the last time I told you I love you, but I just wanted to tell you I love you. Yours truly. Me. Yeah. You know, because once you love yourself, you will know how to love others. That is why scripture says that love your neighbor as yourself. The assumption is that you love yourself. Yeah. That's the assumption. It's just been, but the truth is that some people don't. Some people don't. Rather, they are waiting for somebody to come and love them. But if you cannot love you, who should come and love you? <laughs> yeah. Just just think about it that if you have no love for yourself, who should come and share their love with you? And you you don't have any. Do 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 do, do you get it? Yes. And you know that you don't love yourself by the way you treat yourself. Preach, Pastor. Today is for those of us who are really wanting to make sure that when we go into marriage, we go into it right and we go into it well. You have to develop a healthy relationship with yourself. Develop a healthy relationship with yourself. And when you are developing a healthy relationship with yourself, 
there are certain things you do, there are certain things you look out for, there are certain things you develop, there are certain things you remove. The scripture says in Mark chapter 10, because we've come to church, we have to have a verse or two. Even though we've been having so many verses that we haven't used, but it's okay. We'll add a few more verses to our pile of verses that one day we will look at. Mark chapter 10, the Bible says in verse 6, I'm reading New King James, but from the beginning of the creation, God made them male and female. For this cause shall a man leave his father and mother and cleave to his wife, and they, they twain shall be one flesh. So then, there are no more twain but one flesh. What therefore God has joined together, let not man put asunder. Amen. The last verse we just read just said, what therefore God has put together, let no man put asunder. So the reason why the process of going to marriage must be looked at very differently is because the only thing that is not put asunder, the only thing that is not destroyed is the relationship that God has put together. So you can say I'm married, whatever, but who put that marriage together? What am I saying? I am saying that when you are entering a relationship or when you are in a relationship, allow God to develop that relationship. Allow God to bring that union together. Do not self-orchestrate. Somebody say amen. amen. Ecclesiastes 4.12, the Bible says that though one may be overpowered by another, two can withstand him. And a Third, a threefold call is not quickly broken. Amen. What scripture is saying is that you and her or you and him, you can be a good force, but you are still not a strong force like if you are three. So it means that when it is you, him, and God, then you have a very strong cord. Amen. And you don't bring God at the end but you begin with God. That is why it begins even with you personally. So each individual must already have their relationship with God. And those of when we meet, we meet and we come along with God. And as we go along, we take God with us every step of the way. And then when we get to the place where we say, I do, we say, I do in front of God and we leave the altar with God. And we go on our honeymoon with God. And then we go back to our marital home with God. And we will fight all our challenges with God. And we will celebrate all our successes with God. And then we will give birth to children in God. And we will bring them up with God. What God has put together. Most of us, we have worked the thing out. We have totally, because some of us even gave ourselves deadline. Yeah. By September 2021, I'll be married. To whoever. And wherever. You see, sometimes people can get so obsessed. Sometimes people can get so obsessed that even when others say, when 
wisdom and counsel is coming and saying that, no. Then they'll go to Las Vegas and go and marry. And come. And come and say, we are married. And the devil will also speak to you that you see, these are enemies of the cross. <laughs> and enemies, enemies of your progress. And it makes you have that strong desire that this relationship will make it work so that everybody will be put to shame. Shame the devil. <laughs> Anytime you see yourself having to physically and manually fight to let a relationship work, something is wrong. God is not in there. When you are having to justify yourself every step of the way, you should let you know it that God is not in it. Yeah. Because of this one relationship, you don't talk to your mother. You don't talk to your father. As your pastor, you have cut him out. You, then gradually, all your siblings also become, begin to fall off the radar. God doesn't come to separate us. God comes to put us together. In fact, even the relationship that you are going into and going to my, all those families are going to come together. If by the time you have gotten married, your mother-in-law and your other mother-in-law, they all don't talk. Something is wrong. Yeah. Yeah, they should. Yeah. Yeah. We can do it. We'll show them how it is done. Show. Sure. So the first thing I'm telling us today is that I told the University of I said, listen, we're talking about our life and all that, but what I'm going to tell us today is that put your relationship under the microscope. Put your relationship under the microscope. I was teaching them that you should put yourself under the microscope. You see, all of us as human beings, we should try and put ourselves under the microscope. You see, that is why... Jesus was saying, he said that, listen, remove the log that is in your eyes before you come and remove the speck in my eye. Because if you examine yourself, that is what I want to tell us this afternoon. Examine your relationship. But before that, examine yourself. Examine yourself. If we all examine ourselves, we'll be really reluctant to open our mouth on other people's relationship, on other people's business, on other people's lives, on other people's homes, if we will first examine ourselves. Kieran, examine yourself. <laughs> Galatians chapter 6. The reason why a lot of the time maybe we don't want to examine ourselves and examine the relationship we are about to enter or the relationship we are in is because we are afraid of what we will see. Nah. I, I saw this code there and it said, close your eyes. It said, close your eyes and imagine that your son or your daughter is dating somebody exactly like you. Will you smile and be happy? If not, change. 
close your eyes and just picture that the person that your, your son or your daughter is choosing as a mother, your son is choosing somebody just like you, just like you. If it is not going to make you happy, then you change. As a father, as a father, if you have, your son is your daughter is going to marry, and you you see you picture the man, your husband, your son, your daughter is going to walk down the aisle, and the guy is just like you, and you are not happy. I said, examine yourself, examine your. You know, um, Joel, do you have the uh, list, the father's rules? You will realize that. We are always quick to address that and to, and to the, yeah, listen, as for me, the person I'll marry will be, hey, as for my daughter, her husband will have to make sure, oh, make it big. Okay, I'll read it to you. They can't see from there. Yeah, so this is a father's instructions to a to-be um, husband for the, he said, rules for dating my daughter. Number one, get a job. Number two, understand that I don't like you. Number three, remember I am everywhere. Number four, if you hurt her, I will hurt you. Number five, be home 30 minutes early. Number six, young man, get a lawyer. <laughs> Number seven, if you lie to me, I will find out. Number eight, she's my princess and not your conquest. Number nine, I don't mind going back to jail. <laughs> and finally, whatever you do to her, I will do to you. But you see, most of the things on this thing, it is true. Yeah, because young lady, if you ain't got a job and doesn't want to get a job and doesn't like having a job and keeps telling you every morning, I'm going to be a millionaire. Don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't do it, don't, don't, don't do it. Don't do it. But you see, it's amazing that a father may write all these things. And yet, if you go and ask this young girl's mother, she will tell you that this man has been a lazy man since the day we got married. He doesn't come home till midnight. He has been lying since the day we got married. <laughs> but he's expecting somebody else to treat his daughter differently. It's just an amazing thing. You know, when I was much younger, 
You know that in every generation, you have boys who are really bad, isn't it? Then you have boys who are okay. They want to be bad, but they're not so bad. Then you have boys who will be good for a while, then become bad. Then you have boys who are good, and then they remain good. I mean, you sort of have their categories. But you realize that actually sometimes the boys who are really bad, they are the most protective over their sisters. Listen, listen, listen. Let's have real conversation today. And the one that makes them even more fearful is the person who is coming after their sister is their friend. And sometimes the sister gets confused because it's like, but this is your friend. And it's like, no, 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 no. For you, we need a good guy. For these girls, they can have us. <laughs> Examine yourself. Examine your relationship. Don't be afraid to put it under the microscope. Look at it. Let it run through. It says that if you examine your own work, then you will be rejoicing. Not in another person's work. For each one shall bear his own load. Mind your own business. Mind your own situation. Sometimes people can be in the nastiest relationship. And yet they have the greatest advice for others. And we grow with it. Sometimes we can criticize everybody's child except our own. Yeah. Yeah, it looks like the girl, she's becoming, you know, very, mm, look how she's dressing, sexy, sexy. Look at her, she looks sexy, sexy. Especially if you're a pastor's child. Why have you put lipstick on your, this thing, Why? And yet you, your daughter is sleeping with men. She doesn't have lipstick. Why did Phoebe clap? <laughs> it's the examination. Yeah. Because it's easier to see that, ah, look, look. But when it's by you, when it's in you, when it's yours, you can't. Yeah, so you can see that somebody's boyfriend is lazy or somebody's boyfriend is cheating and yours is this one may be cheating few kisses here and there yours I had this little girl and um, she had this guy and then she came and she said, Mommy, you know, he's a bit um, unsettled. I said, what do you mean by he's a bit unsettled? Yeah, I just feel that, you know, he's a bit frisky. Frisky, frisky, like a rabbit. I mean, frisky, frisky, how? Yes, you know. Then I said, but all these descriptions you are giving, so what have you decided? I'm going to work on the friskiness. I said, how much life do you have in you? 
Yeah. Then the guy showing his high quality of friskiness, he told her, he said, listen, me, since I was young, people have always tried to destroy me. But by the grace of God, I keep standing. Anything anybody tells you is not true. If you want to hear the truth, come to me. I will tell you the truth. So a few distance down the line, somebody whispered, he's actually engaged. So she came to him. Why are you? Oh, I told you those are giving you stories. Come, 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 come. Yeah. You see? They are referring to my father's younger sister's daughter, who I was really close to. That I, let's call her, speak to her. Are you engaged to me? No. I told you. So she came. Mommy, the engagement story and all is not true. I said, ah, we thank God. We thank God. Then the next whisper came. They are not just engaged. They have a child. Hey, so you have a child. Oh. I, I thought we are talking about the child. child. Child is true. Child is true. Child is true. But it was a very, very complex situation. That will never happen to you and I. God bless you. After about a year, then she too, she had a child. Then as soon as she had a child, the next morning she couldn't find him. She called me. She said, mommy, where is Romeo? I said, oh, where is Romeo? <laughs> so we're trying to locate Romeo. We sent out spies and forces. Where are thou, Romeo? Then we located Romeo. Then we said, Romeo, we have been looking for you. He said, who is looking for me? We said, who? Juliet and baby June. He said, Juliet who? Me? Oh, no, no, no. Then they should go and do DNA and just check and make sure it is my child. So when she came crying and weeping of all the stories, then her immediate surrounding, so she had cousin here, best friend here, then cousin started. You know what? It's a time of confession. Actually, Romeo and I, she said, what? Yeah, but you know, it was, I knew how much you loved him, so I couldn't tell you. Then a housemate said, well, since we are in the mode of talking all the matters that we are talking, we might as well just say all the things that we have to say. So she, I told her that, you know what, let's get this thing over with. So let's just, hey, who else? <laughs> then this one, as for me, I didn't go that far, but me too, Romeo. <laughs> so, one day she came, she said, Mommy, I don't believe there's anybody I know that Romeo has not touched. I said, I agree with you. I don't think there's anybody that you know that. 
But you see, the truth of the matter was, she never spent even a little time to examine the kind of relationship that they had. Because to even imagine that even your immediate surrounding, family and friends, and they were explaining to her, oh, when you go for nights, then he will call me to come. Oh, when you go for a lecture, then he will call me to come. Then she will say, so you too, when did you used to come? <laughs> because sometimes we are afraid of what we'll find. But if you are going to find something, it is better to find it single than to find it married. Yeah, if you examine the relationship and you realize that when he was in the relationship with Josephina, he slapped her. When he was in the relationship with uh, Jemima, he slapped her. When he got to Juliet, he slapped her. Yours truly, Joanna, is coming down your road. Your slap is on the way. Why are you trying to wait till you're married for your slaps to come. Get it single. <laughs> yeah. So that you will know what to do. You will know what to do. Yes. Just listen. Test it. The, 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 the. <laughs> okay, Pastor Ben, I can't repeat this one. You have to say it yourself. <laughs> ah, Second Corinthians, the Bible says in chapter 13, I'm going to read from verse 4 to 6. It says, for, for though he was crucified in weakness, yet he lives by the power of God. For we also are weak in him, but we shall live with him by the power of God towards you. Examine yourselves as to whether you are in the faith. Test yourselves. Do you not know yourself that Jesus Christ is in you? Unless indeed you are disqualified. But I trust that you will not, you will know that we are not disqualified. Unless you are afraid that when you look into the thing, you will have to end the relationship. Then you will be afraid to look. Unless you know. But if not, test it. Because when it is tried, it is stronger. When it is tested, it is more durable. When it is tested, it is better. Hey. Every time you see this young man with your friends, every time he has a compliment. Oh, as for this, your friend, she's really beautiful. As for this one, her eyes are amazing. This your friends. Oh, man. Yeah. 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 Every time you see that his hands move. If it's not on somebody's back, it's on somebody's... The hands are always moving somewhere in the... Examine the hand. <laughs> see where it, is go where it has been and where it is going. And also examine the... Can I come? Okay, no, let me stay behind examine the hand when he's around you. Every time he comes around you, where is his hand going? His mouth does not open. His hand is always moving. He will never say anything intelligent. He will never say anything sensible. Every time it's just the hand. 
And where does the hand go? For somebody who is not ready to marry you, but his hand is ready to explore, find out how many exploration trips has... Listen, if you are in this house, when you are going into a relationship, go into it with confidence. Go, in, go into it with value. Go into it knowing who you are. Don't go into it pleading and begging and hoping that somebody will like you or she Listen, as soon as every time you call her or you come and see her, she wants to go to a tattoo. She wants to go to Fasenda. She wants to go to... One day she'll ask her, you yourself, you to what job do you do? What about one day when I come, you two, you have money to fry some chicken? Test it. Just as she's testing you, you two test it. Hey, you should be able to say, oh, let's go and visit your mom. Let's go and visit your family. And see how she walks into the house. And see how she's rude to her mother. Yours is coming. Yours is on the way. Your sister. When examine, examine, examine. When they come, when you go and visit her and she brings you a cup of water and you see that the cup hasn't been washed. It's, it has last week's lipstick, the week before's lipstick. It's, it's your life to be. Yeah. And you see, sometimes, she, you see, when you are examining things, you begin to look and read in between the lines. Yeah, because you can't visit her. It's like, what are you doing? Oh, I'm sleeping. Hey, what have you been doing this whole weekend? Oh, I've been sleeping. Yeah. So, okay, so when do you do your washing and washing? Me, washing. Hey. Yeah, I'm allergic to washing. As for washing, I'm totally allergic to washing. I don't wash. When do you cook? When do you cook? When do you cook? Hey, ask me when I get biscuit and once I get biscuit, uh, yeah. KFC, I'm sorted. Yeah, I don't, uh, I don't do, listen, I don't do cleaning, I don't do cooking, I don't do, yeah, I'm a lady of leisure. Yeah, 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 yeah. Whatever it is, God will make sure that I get a very rich man so that the rich man will give me um, a butler and a cook and a dad. So, yeah, yeah, I don't. Immediately, you take your examination paper and then you put zero. <laughs> put zero. Put zero. Yeah, yeah. You see, when you are doing your examination, let me quickly give you this. There are certain links you should look out for. Number one, chemistry. Because chemistry can be very deceptive. Because if the chemistry that you are analyzing is all just physical and feeling and sexual, you are in trouble. Intellectually, no chemistry. <laughs> hey, financially, no chemistry. Spiritually, no chemistry. Hey, what do we have in common apart from sex? 
Chemistry is not about just how you feel. Because that feeling, it goes up and down. And in fact, if you are not careful, sometimes it just dies off quietly. You will even know when it died off. I tell you. Because sometimes the chemistry is based on a very specific thing. Some brothers will tell you that I'm a leg man. I'm a breast man. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Do you understand? Which means that what entices them is legs. And how many of you know that the leg you have, somebody else has it? And the kind of breast you have, somebody else has that same kind. <laughs> when you go to Max and Zoya and you go to the bra session, you say, C cup, they have thousands, which means they are expecting thousands of people to bra. There has to be a lot more chemistry beyond the physical. There has to be intellectual chemistry. We think alike. Do you understand? It's like we are focused on similar things. You understand? We have similar targets. We have similar goals. You know, spiritually, we have a passion for God. We have a love for God. We are, because if it's just number one, you are in trouble. You are totally in trouble. I told you yesterday, any relationship that is only based on Eros love is short-lived. And that is why you see some married people saying that you can't eat peanut soup every day. You have to have variety. <laughs> number two. Chemistry, number two. Connection. What links the two of you together. I'm closing. I'm not even going to give us a rest next week. How many of us will come next week so we can continue our conversations? <laughs> what is it that pulls or draws you? Is it something holistic? Is it something poisonous? Is it something toxic? What is it? What, what connects the two of you? What brought the two of you together? What is keeping the two of you together? Sometimes it is abuse that keeps people together. Yeah. You know, I just gave you the father's rules. I have another one, but Pastor Sam, take the microphone and come. Joel, give us the other one. And then come, come. Because I'm Pastor Gloria, and you know, I'm Reverend's wife, and I have to protect him. Otherwise, I'll be in trouble. I'm going to put your husband in trouble. So when he gets in, come, Pastor Sam. So Pastor Sam is going to read this one for us. Because I will never read it. And anybody who has an issue, email Pastor Sam. Pastor Sam, come. Email Pastor Sam and then just, just ask him to um, that the problem. Because your you see, when um, Ruth's husband died and she followed Naomi, Naomi gave her instructions. She said, when you go to the threshing floor, lie down and wait for Boaz. So, Pastor Sam, come and read. Come and read here. Come and read here. Don't read. You can't see it. Read from here. Just read it all out. Don't be afraid. Just read. Okay. Read it. And it's not me. It's Pastor Sam. <laughs> to all the girls who are in a hurry to have a boyfriend. Give him volume. Or, or get married. A piece of biblical advice. Ruth patiently waited for her mate, Boaz. While you are waiting on your Boaz, don't settle for any of his relatives. 
Brokers. What is poor? Liners. Cheatiness. Dumbass. Drunk ass. Cheap ass. Locked up ass. Good for nothing ass. Lazy ass. And especially his third cousin beating Wait on your boss and make sure he respects yours. <laughs> I didn't read this. It was Pastor Sam. <laughs> Please contact him for any. Yeah. Listen. Don't settle for less. <laughs> Especially. He said, cousin, you, you are broke, you are lazy, then you are coming to beat me too. We are better than that. We are better than that. There's more that God has for us. I want to speak to all the single people here. If you are in any relationship that is toxic, get out of it. If you are in any relationship that you are so fearful, get help. And if you are single, I just want to reassure you, be patient. The Bible says that he that hates not to be rich has an evil eye. There is nothing that belongs to you that will not come to you. There is nothing that God has prepared for you that will not come to you. And so long as you're focused on God, he will give you the desires of your heart. Sometimes God has to harden somebody's heart to save you, to deliver you. The reason why you have the broken heart is God's love to protect you and deliver you from a lifelong time of misery and pain. 